But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court, and the rules are the same. So we. Uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's on the back of your shirt. You did, you did a little free shout out for you. Um, and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is. Tuesday, February 7th. My name is Everett DeLorme. Joining me, as always, from south of the border in Chicago is Mr. Rob St. Clair. And welcome to the 9x9, the 81 square meters of the best volleyball coverage on the internet. And this week, we're going to jump right into it. Um, obviously, if you guys have been watching the news and what has been going on, uh, there was a massive uh earthquake uh, happening in Turkey, North Turkey and Syria early this week. And uh, first and foremost, we want to send our thoughts and our prayers and our hearts to all of our Turkish brothers and sisters um, who have been affected by this. We've seen the discord really come together nicely and as well as the rest of the volleyball world uh, really throw in their support for Turkey. But we do understand that this is a very trying time for our Turkish family members uh, in the volleyball family. And we just want you all to know that we're here to support you. Um, there has been thousands and thousands upon death and deaths and uh, even more missing. And that uh, impact has been seen across the volleyball world uh, and further. So we just want to take some time to uh, send our, our best wishes. Uh, we did want to take a little bit of time to honor uh, some of those we have lost, but um, to be tr truthful, like there's just almost too many now and it's, it's a little bit difficult. And we also would not want to disrespect uh, those we have lost and those who are missing by mispronouncing their names. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we, we just want to send our, our, our hearts out to, to all those who have been affected by this tragedy that's that's well said and yeah we're not going to spend that much time talking about this it it, it it's kind of feels similar ever to when we were breaking or talking about the reactions of the volleyball world to the russian UV invasion of ukraine about this time last year uh the different story here because there's so much that we don't know so we're not going to break any news we're not going to um dive into this too much Th this I, I did find was helpful though this is kind of a map of of what went down the, the earthquake hit monday crazy early morning which certainly contributed to the devastating effects because so many people were asleep but that's kind of the area where it hit in like south southeastern turkey near the syrian border so you see like kind of the main volleyball cities that we think of ankara Izmir, Antalya, Istanbul, way up to the northwest are not particularly near this, but that doesn't mean that it didn't have its effects on volleyball and its effects on Turkish volleyball and volleyball all around Europe and the world. So um, I agree with you. The we, we will support our Turkish brothers and sisters as much as we can. Uh, the Discord has already done a great job of this, and we'll call on our, our Turkish people in the Discord to help us by letting us know if there's a, a place that we can help if people have spare money to throw at, at the relief efforts and the, 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 the support from all around the world that has come to Turkey to help them try and recover, try and unbury the rubble, try and do whatever they can. We'll have our, our Turkish people in the Discord help provide links to those places so that they can make sure that the money's going to the right places because we don't know. So anybody who um, is Turkish in the Discord, please help us out. I'll let anybody know if, if there's places that we can support. So join the Discord uh, to find out anything about that. Other than that, obviously its effects on volleyball are that there will be no volleyball in the Turkish borders for at least a week. Uh, the CEV put out this statement that any any uh, CEV matches in Turkey, men's, women's, Champions League, CEV Cup, whatever, any of that this week has been postponed. Uh, the Turkish men's and women's leagues have been postponed for at least this weekend and decent, probably the foreseeable future. I know a lot of the sports arenas in Turkey have become kind of places of refuge for whatever support that there can be given out of those places. So there's not that much that we know right now, and there's not that much more that we can say other than that we want to offer as much support and love as we possibly can. Yeah, as much as we can from the other side of the world. But as we see in these moments, you know, it, it really brings us all together. Um, you know, it's been touching to see how the discord has really come in behind and, and supported our, our, our Turkish friends. And I mean, as as we've seen 
Ronnie uh, Cuban Spike, who is usually the most ardent critic of of Turkish volleyball, always in jest, was the first person to uh, lend his thoughts and his prayers um, to to our Turkish brothers and sisters. Um, it does seem as though there's a, a number of teams that are currently uh, unaccounted for, um, and we just want to send our hearts out to them because this is a this is a tragedy, and no one should ever have to go through that. Yeah, and before we move on, we will uh, not talk over the following photos that we have right now of uh, some people in the Turkish volleyball community that have confirmed to have passed away. And there's obviously a lot more. The nature of earthquakes is such that it, it takes several days to really understand the consequences. But what we know right now is that the, the, the people that we're about to show have confirmed to have been lost in this disaster. So uh, we just we will offer whatever we can in our hearts to them and, and offer that they rest in peace. So here are, are, are a couple photos that we have. All right, Everett, I think that's about all we can say on that topic. Uh, shall we move on to some volleyball, uh, lighten the people's spirits up a little bit? Uh, absolutely, uh, because you know what? There was plenty of volleyball uh, going on, and I think do we want to jump right into CEV because we had plenty of things going on with the Champions League and the CEV Cup this week. Let's do it. So let's let's catch up on a little bit of CEV action. Uh, obviously, these Turkish postponements at least for for the moment do affect one of the three playoff series in the men's champions league so uh we get the start of the those three home and away series the start of men's champions league the sort of their playoffs they're calling it to play into the quarterfinals one of those was supposed to be the berlin recycling volleys at zirat bank ankara this week and so that match will not be played until further notice uh, we'll update you guys when we know when those will be rescheduled it'll probably be several days before we know anything but we do have two series that are definitely being played this week. One is the all-Polish series, Zaksa versus Zavierce. That was today. The other is Tours versus Friedrichshafen, which is tomorrow. And I'll be on the call for that, uh, both that series and the return leg next week. But, ever we got to talk about the match that happened today. 100%. This was definitely the best playoff series that we were looking forward to on the men's side. And it was a three-dong by the reigning champion. Zaksa takes out Zavierce on the road 3 zero very impressive yeah it was very impressive it was quick work uh i mean we saw zavierci look good a few times i mean zaksa had a, created a huge lead in the first set and zavierci brought it all the way back and then they actually led for the majority of the that third set as well but zaksa is looking really good right now and they're they're just looking really strong the addition of bed just adds one more one more athlete that they have out there, but they're really working together cohesively as a unit. We saw some great defense today from Eric Shoji. Yes, we did. Um, Kajmarek ended up being the MVP of this game, but it, it's I would have maybe given it to Shoji, and it seemed like the Discord agreed with that, that as well. He made a few fantastic digs. There was one play in the first set where middle attacked, and he scooped it. Slivka went on two and 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 dished it all the way across to, to Kajmarek. It, it was just beautiful. And this is, it's kind of reminding me of, what was it, like the, the 20, 2020, 2021 um, Zaxa team that was that was very, very good, but came, kind of came in under the radar a little bit. And they're looking strong right now, going into the opponent's house, taking a three-donger, and really just running with it. They, they looked really good. Kajmark, 22 points in this one. He was 20 for 29, only that got blocked twice. That incredible. is an incredible stat, stat line. Not the greatest stat line we saw today in the CEV. We're going to touch on that in a little bit later, but still, nonetheless, a very, very good one for Lukas Kazmarek. Zaksa hit 628 as a team. 47 for 69 with four errors. That is absolutely insane and uh you're right about that third set that was kind of the moment where i thought xavier was at least going to get on the board maybe make it a little interesting but there are a couple swings late where 
uh, Urus Kovacevic had legitimate swing chances to score big points inside out, got slowed down by good block touches. Zaksa ran him back down their throats, ended up winning 25-23. It was as good of a game as Zaksa could have played. And now next week, the worst that they can do because of the way the two-match series works, the worst that Zaksa can do is go to a golden set at home. Which they love. Which, which, they, which they absolutely they love. certainly do. I, I'm glad you brought up the team from two years ago that kind of came into the bracket under the radar. One thing that this team has in common with that one is that they had a nightmarish bracket draw that year. You remember that? They had Lube in the first round, who looked like yeah. the best team in the world at the time. Then they had Zenit Kazan, and then they had Trentino in the finals. Like this draw that Zaxa has this year, they've got Xavierche in the play in game, which is by far the hardest opponent they could have drawn. Then probably Trentino, then probably Perugia. <laughs> like if they, they make it through this bracket again, it'll be even more insane than the one they did two years ago. Yeah, unreal. But, you know, this team is firing on, on all cylinders right now. They're just cooking. And uh, you know what? I think no team wants to see them right now, especially if you're Perugia, right? Because they, they there's so much familiarity with those other teams, whereas Zaxa, like, Zaxa has so much pride on the line right now. They have a possibility of, of doing a three-peat. And, I, you know, we have to go back probably to the Zenit Kazan days, the last time a team uh, uh, did a three-peat. So, yeah, right now I think Zaxa might be the most dangerous team to Perugia in the CEV Champions That's, I think it's pretty fair to say that. And they're on the same side of the bracket. So look at this again. You got the Zaxa versus Xavier, Xavier Chase series on the top there. Winner plays Trentino. Zerat Bank versus Berlin. We still have to figure out if that series is going to get played. If so, when? Winner of that would take on Perugia in theory. And then Tours versus Friedrichshafen, which is uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, I'll be on the call for that one. I'm kind of interested in that series. I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, They're both very international teams. I wouldn't say either of them have any overwhelming star players or anything that really jumps off the page just both kind of evenly matched like average to above average teams in most phases which could produce a pretty good series yeah absolutely both of them are sitting at the up at the, up at the top or near the top of their respective leagues i think tools is, is sitting in first place in france and Trudy shopping is is sitting in second so and you know what you're right neither of them has you know what overwhelmingly fantastic talent like there's no one that you look at uh, on either of these teams goes man that that guy is 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 a potential superstar but they're just solid all around so i think this one is going to be a bloodbath it's going to be fantastic it's going to be great to have you on the call call for it I'm, i'm looking forward to it I I wouldn't be that surprised if there was a golden set in that one. Mm-hmm. I, I could see like a three o three one for both home teams, and then and then they play the golden set. No, what I want to see this? a three. I want to see a three two three two. Oh, you want to see that golden set? Absolutely, hundred percent. <laughs> I want to see eleven sets in this matchup. That's yeah, that's what I want to see. You want really me to really get my money's worth out of these hundred percent. I want you to go horse, <laughs> horse because of it. I know that's impossible because I watched you stream nonstop over the weekend, and I know how much you can talk. But still, you know, like that, that, that's that's what I that's what I want to see from this one is is uh, is is eleven 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 sets in this matchup. Well, tune in tomorrow. I think it's two p.m. Eastern. The first leg of Tours versus Friedrichshafen, and then the same thing next week, next Wednesday. So uh, we'll look forward to that one, and we'll and we'll keep our eyes out on any news regarding the ability to play volleyball in Turkey or with Turkish teams, even see if that other series can get played. But we just do. don't really know anything right now. I do believe that Exashabasha is playing at Kemik um, this week, and I they think are. That's playing. right. And I think I think they are they will they will be playing. So uh, as far as we know, that'll probably be one of the few Turkey t- Turkish teams that are actually playing this week. Okay, and we will talk about the women's Champions League because it's their week six. It's a big one. In just a second, but before we do that, ever what happened here? What happened here? I you think know what? Th- I think this has to be our figure it out of the week presented by Ver- <laughs> presented by Very Volo and Malonza. Figure it out of the week goes to Piacenza for losing three to one to Montpellier in the CEV Cup. Piacenza, figure it out. Yeah, I mean Piacenza. I don't really know what to say about this team. They got Leal back. We've seen Lucarelli come in to serve, so you know that he's at least somewhat healthy. But still. When you look at the stat line here, unfortunately, I, I didn't watch this one, but when you look at the stat line of here, Marin Dukic, a player from Belgium, went 22 for 27, only got blocked once for 24 points. That is absolutely ridiculous. And Théo Fauré 
also added another 21 points. So that is huge. Montpellier as a team hit 59% and they, their efficiency was pretty high. Um, but man, yeah. Piacenza just continues to struggle. Leal led all scores with 16. It looked like it was it looked like we saw a number of different players come in at, at, at different points here for Piacenza, and they just can't figure it out. They, they they really just can't figure it out. We thought by unloading the dead weight that was Bernardi that they were going to be able to get better. They won that first week, and it's just been downhill since then. I mean, they, they lost to, to Perugia. They won the first set this weekend, but we don't even need to talk about that. This 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 is bad. Was this in Piacenza as well? No, no this, it was. This was on the road, uh, and and I don't know if Montpellier will be able to pull it off again in Italy next week because you just can't you can't expect that this Marin Dukic character, who I've literally never heard of, to go twenty two for twenty seven like in a given week. That's just the 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 nuttiest performance that I, that I may have heard of all year. Uh, but now that Piacenza has some data on Montpellier, maybe, maybe this was sort of a situation kind of like Modena and Lundberg where they went in the first leg and were kind of sleeping on them, weren't expecting this team to put up much of a fight. They get punched in the mouth on the road, and but maybe they'll be able to figure it out at home. The difference is they're going to have to do it in the golden set if they're going to yep, advance. That's exactly what I was going to say, right? That 3-1 decision puts Montpellier in the driver's seat because they right. they can get three dogs nice and easy, and all they need to do is win one set to 15 at the end. I love a good golden set. Would Me love too. to see. Would love to see Montpellier. Montpellier. Montpellier had a tough start to the season. It's a little bit of that that LNV, that French league curse, where you win the league and then you play terribly the year afterwards. They've been turning it around lately. They've, I think, they've worked their way back into a, a playoff spot. That's right. They're an eighth. They're an yeah, eighth, yeah, barely. exactly. They're back in a playoff spot now. Love to see my boy Danny, Danny Demianenko, the rest of that Montpellier team gets us some, some success here, and we've seen. There is a there is precedent of a, a French team upsetting an Italian team in the CEV Cup. All we need to do is look back last year with the aforementioned tools and Modena uh, tools taking taking them down. So hey, anything could happen here. I want I want tools to win this. I'm I'm gonna full go or sorry not tools Montpellier. I want Montpellier to win this. I'm putting my my backing behind them. I like the chaos. I, I think we've all just 100%. been thinking that the finals of CV Cup is going to be Modena and Piacenza, and I think anything other than that would be actually really fun. So yeah. uh, congratulations, Piacenza. You get the Figure It Out Award of the Week <laughs> presented by Vera Volley Malonza, who I'm sure will yeah. probably roast later on in the show. Yeah, absolutely. And there was another uh, – I don't think there was any other CEV Cup matches, but there was another Challenge Cup match. That Oh, yeah, it was the Greek match, the notes. right? Yeah, it was the Greek match. I actually watched that one, um, Panathinaikos against Olympiakos. And if you know anything about Greek volleyball or Greek sports in, in general, these are two clubs that don't like each other very much. Uh, but Yuri Kovar uh, was unreal. I think he scored about 26 points in this one. That Yuri Kovar? <laughs> that, that Yuri Kovar, absolutely. You you know it. He was flying high. I think he got 26 points on, on the right side. Uh, and Panathinaikos, the, the boys in green, took set one. So that one is going to be a, a definitely mu- a must watch next week because you know there's going to be some fireworks. And it, I saw that was one. that was on the CEV YouTube channel as well. And it so was. I, I it was the semifinals yeah. of the of Challenge Cup. So at least once you get to that point, you can at least watch the game. So, uh, yeah, Greek League games are insane. I did tune in for a couple seconds and then just to kind of see the crowd uh, before going back to work earlier, and it was it was pretty popping. So yeah, that'll be a good one to watch next week. I think Yuri Kovar might feel at home because I know some people who have played in the Greek league and specifically for Panathinaikos who have had joints thrown at them when they've gone back to serve. <laughs> so you know what? Hey, that, that you know he, he he might he might maybe he just you know grabbed grabbed one off the ground to go, and then you know who who knows maybe the the, the rules are a little bit different in Greece. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, what other reason would Yuri Kovar have to go to go sign in the Greek league after all these years? I mean, that oh, is also awesome. where Brandon Sander is. Yeah, that's right. And is Brett Walsh still there? Our our boy from the he's intro? he's he is in the Greek league, but he's not playing for for either of those clubs. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So jump back into the CEV. I was actually really f- looking forward to talking about women's champions league this week because it is week six, even though there's not as much drama as there was with the men's going in. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's kind of a little bit up in the air. So first of all, I want to give a shout out to this Instagram account, Volleyball Report, who puts out a bunch of great content on women's volleyball. And they made this graphic about the pool standings of Champions League and kind of the what the advancement 
picture is looking like going into week six and it is way better than any graphic the cev has ever put out so i put this in the discord the other day but i wanted to bring it up on the show because it actually is the easiest way to picture the 11 teams that are looking like they're going to make it out of champions league right now and i did the math everett it is actually certain that the top 11 teams that you're pictured right there, the five group leaders, the five group second place as of now, and then the one third place team from group D, whoever it ends up being. Right now it's Woods, could be any of those three teams, uh, Fenerbahce or Stuttgart. Those 11 teams are in. That's it. So there's no drama this week about who gets into the playoffs in Champions League. All the drama is about seeding. And uh, we know that if you win your pool, you get uh, at least one match off otherwise. The thing is, though, that at least two of the matches have been postponed, and that's, uh, I think, Vakovbank versus Novara and Fenerbahce versus Woods, which would both be good matches, but neither of those will be played as scheduled tomorrow. So that's going to create some uncertainty about who the or what the final 11 bracket looks like until those can potentially be made up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you did mention that it looks like for, uh, what is it, Pool D, uh, I think Stuttgart is going to win that one outright. They have to play Tenerife uh, this week, tomorrow. So, I mean, they're they're already 4-1. and They're probably going to improve to to 5-1 and and, and put themselves up there. Uh, So it'll be between whoever wins that uh, Fenerbahce Lodge match um, to, to figure out who's going to be in second and, and who's going to be in the third. But uh, yeah, big shout out to Volleyball Report for for creating this because it just makes it so much easier. CTV, it's not that hard. So you, you have all, Like you guys have all this information. It, it should it should have been done already. But This is hey. from the same people who didn't even post anything about the complete overhaul of the Champions League format this year. Everett, you and I were panicking last week. We, we couldn't even find the documentation on if this was the format for the Women's Champions League. The same as the men's. We, we, I panicked for a second because the document that they had online was a year old and was reflecting yeah. the old format about what the tournament was. Like, yeah, and know. Flash Score was reflecting what the, the document was, was was reflecting what the document said, even though their their schedule said something completely different. So, yeah, I mean, it, it will be a little bit interesting. Of course, a lot of the like the two biggest games essentially for for tomorrow have, are are now. Um, no longer on the schedule. Um, so the other, the only other big one that we're probably going to see is going to be Canigliano taking off Rejov, uh, and maybe uh, as well a Milano taking on uh, Valero Lecanet because that will be a nice little rematch where Lecanet took that one in the first round. Right. Yeah, they beat him in five last time. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, Zajibasha at Chemik might be decent. Um, probably not. I actually don't think that match matters mathematically because it's Ajibasha's clinch first in that pool uh but they probably want to take the one seat overall they'll probably go in get a three dong finish 18 and one but yeah there's just not as not quite as as complicated as the men's scenarios were going into week six and especially with those two matches postponed yeah absolutely i mean Zajibasha has been probably the second best team in the world so far this year. Uh, other than they've just really suffered those two losses uh, at the club world championships. Otherwise they've been perfect in, in the Sutenlar uh, league and perfect here in the champions league. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how they can do moving forward. Yep. They're going to get a very good seed and probably Corneliano will be on the other side of the bracket from them, which means that one of those semifinals will probably be one of those teams against Vakifbank in a two match series. And that's going to be electric. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Anything else about Champions League women's? I mean, we've got eight of the 10 matches tomorrow, and I don't know if we will know the bracket by this time next week because of those those postponements. Yeah, no, I think that it's going to have to cool down a little bit due to uh, um, due to those matches. But of course, that's uh, very understandable. Yeah, of course it is. All right. Uh, shall we move on to the Italian leagues? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Let's let's start with the men. Uh because for the first time in a while, it was a pretty normal week in the in the Super League <laughs> as you look at some of these scores. Um the, there's there's a few that that I want to focus on. First of all, Verona over Monza. Yes. I was expecting Monza to be a little bit better in that one, but but we did see the return of Cachopa this weekend, which is big for Monza fans moving forward. And it's big for Brazilian fans looking forward to, to this summer. Um, Modena versus Siena was a frustrating one. Siena had set point in the first. They had an overpass. 
and the middle swung it right into the block of Bruno. Oh. Modena came back, and then as you see that second set, that just kind of just destroyed them, twenty-five uh, twelve, and they had to to climb back out. How often Honestly, do we see that in volleyball? Like you, you oh, get in overtime, you get in overtime against the team that's better than you. You have a chance, you blow it, and then just the 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 way that sucks the wind out of your team. You just lay down and die the next set. That happens all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, this one wouldn't have been overtime. I think well, I think it was like either for twenty-five, twenty-three or 26-24 pretty early on after that and then it was a back and forth affair after that in that fourth set but still Martin Van Garderen was still lights out in that one with 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 21 points um you know we're seeing Lube get back onto the right schedule with a 3-1 win uh yeah yeah you're not wrong first win of, of of 2023 so that that was really good uh and then Perugia started slow against Piacenza Ronnie was all excited in the discord but then Perugia did Perugia things uh, in sets two to four and just took control. Even though it doesn't matter for Perugia, they've got the they've got the one seed in the playoffs already locked up, as we talked about the other week. But they're still playing most of the starters. Uh, no Alfredo Leon, no Leon, pretty much yeah. everybody else. Yeah, and absolutely. I, and I respect that. I mean, the, the the perfect season is definitely alive for them. I, like we talked about, it's got to be lower on their priority list, but it's still possible. I mean, I think you don't want to get complacent either, right? If you right, just start right. throwing your bench in, you're just throwing some other guys in. I mean, maybe you, you want to give guys like like Herrera a, a bit of a shot, but I also think that like maybe beating, beating Piacenza is a bit of a statement game because that was a team that was supposed to be coming for their crown and supposed to give them give give them a lot of flack this year. And I think that they really wanted to show that hey. Doesn't matter who you've got. Doesn't matter if you went out and got the, be- the some of the best players in the world. We're still going to crush you, and that's exactly what they did. Is that potentially a playoff series matchup? Uh, as we look at the standings, yeah, it still could be. I mean, Piacenza could, could get the five seed. They're um, tied in points with Verona, but a, a worse win loss. Hell, Piacenza could also get eighth, and it could be the first round matchup. <laughs> they could right? also like, miss, they could also miss the playoffs. Like hundred percent, you know, there's there's only the four points uh, separating them. Um, them and Chisterna, who are sitting just on the outside by one point. So anything could happen in the end of the season here for the Superlega. Um, the only the only known fact that we have is that Perugia is going to win. And then, as I've said before, I am fairly confident that Trentino is going to get second. To me, they're just the be- the second best team and the most consistent team. To me, they're probably the third best team in Europe right now, not counting Russia. Hmm. Okay. I, I also want to put a little spotlight on the relegation race here. So there's four matches left, uh, and you see the bottom of the standings. Toronto currently in relegation position with 14 points. They're also uh, one match behind win-loss column with Siena and two matches behind Padova, uh, despite only trailing them by a point. So obviously one of those three teams is probably going to get relegated. I'm not even sure if it's mathematically possible for Chistana to drop down that far anymore. But with four matches left, we've got to start taking a look at those teams' schedules about who uh, who they play and who's most likely to pick up a couple wins. So like coming up this weekend, Padova's got Verona, Siena's got Lube, Taranto's got Modena. Uh, Maybe if Verona plays down, Padova could steal a point, but probably not. But what we really got to look forward to is the following weekend, Saturday, February 18th, Siena versus Toronto head-to-head. Might have relegation on the line in that one. Yeah, that one is is going to be huge, uh, especially for, for for both those teams. You know, a win by either of them. If, if either of those teams can pick up a full three points, that'll yeah. be massive, right? Because, and that could be all that they need to, to keep themselves out, out of, of relegation. So that's going to be huge. Um, of course, as, as we said before, Martin Van Garderen has been on an absolute tear uh, of late. I think he scored 90 points in the past four games, which has been absolutely unreal for the, the Dutch out. I remember when he started this run, some Dutch fans just messaged us on, on Instagram being like, oh, yeah, you know, this isn't this isn't going to happen. You know, this happened once in a while. And then and they're like, we don't even want him for the national team. That very fan messaged us back last weekend and was just like, scratch what I said. We want him now. And I hey, <laughs> 90, 90 points in four match in the best league in the world is not bad at all. So Martin Van Garderen could be the hottest player in the Super Lega right now. Uh, he probably is. How's the new, uh, the new, the, the French kid, the new opposite on Toronto plan? I'm pulling up his stats. 19 for 32 and a three set loss to Trentino. 
low error rate, really high efficiency. So good for him. This Ibrahim Lawani character. He's really good. I didn't watch him that much this week, but I did get to watch him last weekend. He's long and he's skilled. Like it's just going to put way more question marks into an already stacked right side for France when you're looking at this summer with uh, Patri and Boyer, and now you got Lawani as well. And Tail Four, I mean, he deserves a look. I think absolutely, especially you know putting up 21 points today. So France just has, and I mean, we see this in soccer too, or sorry, football uh, to the Europeans. But they they just their uh, academy system just provides so much quality and and so much depth. Um, that's why they're able to go from a player like Tony Uti to Brizard and literally not miss a beat. You saw Kevin Tilly go down last summer. It didn't matter. This French program is really, really good. And I think Ibrahim Lawani is going to be a name we're going to be talking about for a while in, in men's volleyball. I like it. Uh, I'm I'm just curious to see if his levels of success in the Super League is sustainable because we see the rookie effect in pro volleyball all the time where you come into a new league and nobody has seen you before. And because they haven't seen you before, they don't have film. They don't know how to scout you. They don't know how to defend against you. But keeping that up for like that second half of your first season and then your second season is when it, what really separates the great young prospects from just the ones that were hot their rookie year. We see that all the time. But with only four mm-hmm. matches left, I think he's uh, exactly what Toronto needed to try and not get relegated. Is a kid that can score a lot of points and that people don't really know how to defend against to maybe grab them a point in the standings here and there. And that could be mm-hmm. the difference of them staying in the league. Yeah, especially with losing, you know, uh, Tommaso Stefani. Yeah. He was having a fantastic season before that. And, you know, to your point, Mads, Ked, Mads Jensen was once, you know, a starlet in the Superlega a few years ago when he came in from UCLA. And he has been solidly on the bench for Verona since then. <laughs> the third string opposite now that they've uh, put Namori Keita on the right side where he belongs. I think he's just practice roster at this point. You know, if that's, that's what exactly what he would be if, if this were the NFL. Not not the worst situation, though. I would happily be a practice player on Verona and never see the court. Yeah, I know. I mean, you could have spent, like, what, like, spending a few years in Verona playing under Stoichev, who, you know, if you guys watch the Out of System yes, podcast with Bruno this week, Br- Bruno was a, just another another guy who went out and said, like, I refuse to go back to Modena because Stoichev was coaching. Or he could have been, you know, a star at UCLA. But then again, things haven't been going so great for UCLA and Coach Spira uh, of late either. Um, so who, who knows? But you know what? Watching Ibrahim Lawani, he's to me, he's got it. He's long and he's skilled and he's French. So, you know, the French <laughs> does, does, some, does something right. Uh, has nothing, clearly nothing to do with the fact that you speak their language, I'm sure, right? Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. They would call my <laughs> version of French a bastardization of theirs. So mm. I'm just saying. Well, we'll actually get to talk about a little French-Canadian action later on in the show. But before we do that, uh, you want to talk about the Italian Women's League? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a pretty standard that we... A, a week this week as well in the Lega Valley Feminili. There's a few uh, results uh, that you got to look at. Uh, first and foremost, Novara going toe-to-toe with Busto Arcesio in this one. I was kind of pulling for Busto. They had the lead early in that second set. They were up by a lot. I think it was 9-3 at one point in the second set, but Novara clawed their way back uh, and ended up picking up the five-set win. And Busto was a team that struggled early, but have crawled themselves back into the playoff spot. I would have loved to see them pick up this win to maybe inch their way up a little bit, but still picking up one point isn't bad. But if you look down at the bottom there, Canigliano going down 0-2 to Chieri and then having to claw themselves back Almost suffered a loss, but luckily the depth of that team was able to pull them through. What do you think about your girl Alexa Gray Everett? Because unfortunately, she's getting lost in the depth of a very deep Corneliano outside hitter core. And when she does play, uh, I know you've tried to defend her against the Discord talking about her reception issues, but it hasn't looked all that good. Yeah, there's nothing really to defend on this one here, to be honest. <laughs> it, 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 there's, there's, there's nothing I can say. Um, I think that maybe this offense is not necessarily offense, but the way this system works is, is a lot more precision based. You know, that pass, that level of passing needs to be there. And while I think that she is hands down the best offensive talent they have on the left side, her passing isn't necessarily there. Um, 
and I think just all of Italy knows it, and they're just gonna they're just gonna dump dump it on her, and that you know her team can't really bail her out with high balls like when she used to play at Busto when they had her and Mangardi on the pins, you could just run you run high balls all day to them, and both of them loved crushing high balls, whereas. Um, with with Vologe and this Canigliano system, they like to play in system uh, uh, a little bit more. So yeah, not looking great for her, uh, unfortunately. And uh, but hey, Canigliano still was able to pull out the win. Yeah, they were. I also want to give Federica Squarcini a shout out. Uh, one of their new middle blockers, a little younger, a little smaller, but crazy dynamic. If you haven't watched her play, uh, she's starting more and more consistently this one let's let's see what are the numbers 17 points eight for 12 attacking and five blocks and four aces that's like pretty close to a robert landy simone stat line and her serve is vicious she's got that like hard hit hybrid action that nobody in the league has figured out so i like it when middles have a great impact and she was really good yeah absolutely uh do we have do we have a uh standings uh asked yes, here we for, do. for the women as as we look at it here and you know what Ferenz they picked up a nice three nothing win to keep them in, in in alive in that playoff race just to make it into the playoffs we see that that second group from Casamaggiore um down to Valfolia is going to be very very interesting Cuneo is kind of sitting in that no man's land between not really making it to the playoffs but not getting not getting uh, uh relegated either so how many games are there left? Uh, there's t- 26 games total. So there's actually nine matches left. That's a lot. Men's League only has four. So there's still plenty of time for a movement to go around. But I am, once again, ever looking at the bottom. I do like myself a relegation race. And in the, in the Women's League, two teams get relegated. It is very likely to be Pinarolo and Macerata, and they're probably going to be one and dones in the league, but there's a chance that one of them can jump over the Perugia women's team as well because they've had a terrible year. Yeah, I mean, the Perugia women's team isn't necessarily... I think the, they're even one of the teams that came up for last year. Don't quote me on that. I'm not entirely no, sure. They were in but... there last year, but they were similarly bad. I don't think it's actually the same club. Like, the Trentino women's team is the same club as the it's men's. the same club, yes. And yeah, obviously, right. Milano and Monza, like, they can't figure out what their name is, but they are the same club. I don't think the Perugia... Like, if you think Gino Sirci has anything to do with a women's club that's in 12th, uh, no chance. If, if he had anything to do with it, they would not be as bad as they are. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Now let's look forward to a little bit of what we've got coming up this weekend. Uh, a few interesting ones here. You've got Novara taking on Bergamo in Bergamo. I like so that, that one. Game. Yeah, that, that one should be interesting. Bergamo just at the bottom of the playoff race down there. You've got Busto taking on Valfolia. And Valfolia, with the three, if they could get three points in here, they would leapfrog Busto into that last playoff spot. So that one's got massive playoff imp- uh, implications. Casamaggiore taking on uh, Perugia. That's going to be a nothing game. And then um, Florence taking on Chieri. That one's going to be pretty big. I like that um, game. Yeah. Yeah. For for uh, for both those teams, Chieri wants to try to put themselves... Like right now, it, Like if they were able to get themselves into that third spot over Mo. I think between Kieri, Novara, and Malone, they're all fighting for that third spot to be able to solidify a home court advantage, um, at least at least in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and then also, I don't want like no one wants to be in that four or five matchup. Right, that four or five matchup is going to be ugly. No one wants that. Um, so that's that was going to be a massive game uh, for Kieri, but also a massive game for. Um, uh, Firenze because they don't want to drop out. They want to jump into that that playoff picture as well. And then wrapping everything up on Sunday, um, Scandici's taking on Pinarolo, so that's going to be a nothing game. Yeah, three yeah, hour and a shower there. Uh, yeah, a lot of good games in sort of the middle of the league in both the men's and the women's leagues in Italy because there's so much movement going on. But yeah, I like the race between those three teams, like you said, Malone's and Novarchieri for the three seed going to be a really important spot and then those teams kind of eight nine and ten fighting to at least get into the playoffs even if they're probably just going to get smacked by Caneliano in the first round hey but you know what as long as you make it to the playoffs you still got what two more home dates or no is it best of three it's best, best of three, three. at least get Earlier, one yeah, and then one more home date. does the women's league play like that that fifth through eighth placements playoff thing the way the men's league does like there's so many goofy extraneous matches that the men's league tacks on to the end i don't know if the women's league know. does that or not 
I'm not entirely sure. Um, one one uh, result that we missed um, in the chat coming in is uh, THY was able to solidify things in the women's CEV Cup over Busto was another 3 nothing win, which is what we expected. Oh, good call. Yeah, I, I forgot that that was today. Uh, no, wait, that was, that was, or was last, that last week. Yeah, that was, that, that was, was last, last week. That was last okay. week. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think I'd missed that. So that was last week. Today was supposed to be uh, in Istanbul and got postponed for obvious reasons. So yeah, uh, for obvious reasons. Yeah. All right. So we'll follow along with that one. Uh, before we move on to the plus league every, do we still got the sale going on? We still got the, the celebration Absolutely. sale. We st- we still got this the the celebration stale. So if you guys want to look good like me, not necessarily Rob right now. He was you know showing off to everyone that he went golfing at Torrey Pines yesterday. But still, if you want to look good like me, uh, you want a little bit of spicy volleyball gear. You want the nine by nine squared uh, gear. Uh, and if you want any of our other uh, awesome merch, head over to that volleyball that store and use the discount code Spicy for fifteen percent off. Nice and easy like that. If you're in Canada care of your tax maybe helps a little bit depending on what province you're in helps a little bit uh with a little bit of uh the, the shipping as well too so make sure to head over to that volleyball.store um and check it out i'm working on some new merch today i sent rob a message about 3 30 a.m this morning i was like hey do you think this is a good idea and he goes no and i was like okay maybe i need to go to bed <laughs> yeah so yeah make sure you head over to that volleyball store uh volleyball.store and check it out yeah, uh, we're still celebrating 10,000 YouTube subscribers, 1,000 Discord members. So uh, we're going to keep the sale rolling. Uh, make sure that for, if for some reason you're watching this, you're not already in the Discord. You better get in there. The link is in the description. And let's see, how are we doing on thumbs ups on this video? 17? Come on. Like 150 of you at least have tuned in live, and that's like 10% like rate. Uh, give the video a thumbs up if you like what we're doing here. And give the th- video a thumbs up if you don't like what we're doing. That too. <laughs> all right rob um let's move on first and foremost you want to want to have her to head over to poland and, and the plus liga do um, it because man the plus liga has been getting interesting as we see some of the results here if you look the second to the bottom there project Warsaw this weekend putting it to the defending uh plus liga ncev champions league uh, defending camps actually there was a clip uh posted uh that i didn't really like Schlivka going in tries to two-hand dump it over well weber Lannis weber chucks it down and then Schlivka goes under the net like he's gonna go fight i'm like why is volleyball so soft sometimes like they just all they did was cheer in your face Get over it. it get back in really the service. In his face no, it either. wasn't even. It wasn't even that bad. Like, no. get get over yourself. Just because we throw cards for absolutely nothing in this sport, one of the things I would absolutely change. Get back. Get back into serve receive and do it again. Like, we don't need to be baseball soft over here. Okay. Like, let's 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 just just be better. But still, Project Vorstova, um with a nice result in this one, a three-one win. Zaxa just not that great. Kashmarek, he obviously had a great game today because he was making up for a terrible performance on Dude, uh, the weekend. What did he go? Of, he went two- three of their players hit negative efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Kashmarek was two for thirteen. Kluth had to come in, and Kluth was hands down their best player. He went eleven for for twenty-one. Kluth is he a was legend. fantastic. Yeah, Kluth is Kluth is the perfect bench player. You know what? I never hear anything about him complaining. He's been on Zaxa for how many years? He just loves to kind of chill, make his team better in practice. He's and like put up big numbers whenever they want. He reminds me of Boban Marjanovic. You know the huge, the gigantic Boban, guy, like yes. seven, seven, six guy, <laughs> whatever NBA team he's on these days. He's just kind of happy to yeah. be there. Comes in, is massive. Like everybody likes the guy. Kind of reminds me of Kuth. Yeah. So yeah. I actually I texted Eric Shoji today after after their Champions League win because of how incredibly well they played and he's like yeah you would you would never have known from how we look today how terrible our last couple days were this was clearly yeah. a very frustrating game for zaxa you saw yeah if you saw that clip of Schliefka going under the net like which is not not like the type of player i thought he would be uh to go under the net and try and start a fight with somebody like that that was a little crazy to see especially because he didn't really seem like he was provoked that much, but just a really frustrating game for Zaxa. And then a huge turnaround today in Champions League, but we got to give Vershava credit. You brought it up recently, Everett, how hot they've been lately since Weber's come back. And they just beat one of the best teams for them. 
Whoa. Yeah, I think that's six, six in a row for, got the for Shava. Oh, it's at least for, five. For, for, it, well, it was five last week for sure. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be six this week. And I mean, if you look at this roster though, Arthur Schalbuck, and I remember this dude is a dude who had a breakout world championships for for Poland back in 2018 and then disappeared off the map, but he was good in this one. He had 19 points, only a 26% efficiency there, so that's not fantastic. But still, Kevin Tilly was was really good uh, as well with 16 points. Like Warsawa, not a fantastic hitting wise. They went forty seven percent hitting, but only thirty percent efficiency. So there's a massive gap there. Uh, and then minus, yeah, a lot, a lot of errors. Eight errors blocked ten times. But you know what? They got fourteen block points uh, in this one. Did Warsawa? So that's a team that is going to be dangerous uh, when you're looking at the, at the playoffs. And I mean, we're getting pretty close and they've, they've worked their way up in, into that top five. And realistically, when I look at this top five in, in Poland right now, Rob, it's all over the place. You like you, I don't, I don't know what to call it at some points early in the season. JW was going to be the team to beat. Then Zavierci was fantastic. Ox has been looking better, especially today in the Champions League, but we've seen them lose random matches against Olsen and, and Vorshova. Like, it's anyone's game. Hell, look at that bottom match down there. Zavierci going toe-to-toe all the way to the limit with Bielsko Biala. You know what? Um, the Rosh Assange, the... the uh, yeah, Australian, Australian Indian setter, setter coming coming in and making a difference because anytime you see Jake Haynes getting 32 points in a match, you know their setter has to be dishing some seriously sweet nectar. Um, because yeah, that's a team that is trying to fight off uh, relegation right now. I mean, Radom getting getting a win this week over Barcom doesn't look good for them because uh, uh, Biesco Biala is now what is that seven points. Uh, away from last points yeah. they've only got that they've only got six but hey all they need is a few wins there to be able to to, to pull it together so that relegation between those two teams in, uh, in poland could get a little interesting yeah it's important to point out that xavier didn't have a risk during that one i mean he's their best and most important player by far yeah somebody in the chat up here which sounds like a very polish name is telling us that Warszawa has has won 10 out of their last 11 which is yeah. unbelievable and that's a stark contrast from the Warsawa that we saw terribly in the Champions League last year and didn't even Awful. make the playoffs. So, yeah, that's absolutely massive for um, the, the team out of the Polish capital. Yep, so Rosovia looks good at the top of the standings only by a one. I think they were off this week. They had a match like pushed a little bit later. Uh, what, what do we have coming up in the Plusliga? Uh, also, do we talk about Polish Cup? Um, Zaksa beat... We didn't. Who did Zaksa oh, yeah, beat just... last week? Zaksa beat um, Gdansk and That's Rosovia right. beat Slepsk. That's so right. nothing. And then we talked about the other two matches last week. So we'll we'll, we'll address it once we get in, we get into the semifinals. But looking forward to this week Thursday, we've got Olsen versus Rosovia. So that one should be a bit of a good one. Olsen's riding a riding a four game win streak. Um, so that that one should be uh, pretty good. Radom looking to maybe maybe get another win over uh, Slepsk, who's sitting on just the. Uh, outside of the uh of the playoffs but then saturday is going to be a big one jw taking on uh Warsawa. that one's at 2 45 p.m um poland time so that's going to be early yeah, in the morning if you're trying to early. watch it well, watch it out here so that might be a, a highlights one that, that you check out on volumetrics or something but still that one's going to be a big one just yeah she has won their past three and as we just mentioned uh Warsawa, winners of their 10 of their last 11 and if you look at their their record right now they're 15 and 8 like that means at one point they were what like five and five and seven yeah bad that's that's an amazing turnaround that's a that's a massive turnaround absolutely luke lublin versus gdansk is a pretty good game zavierce versus nissa is a pretty good game um yeah, JW versus Varshava is definitely the headliner. But yeah, a lot of good stuff in Poland. Uh, maybe we'll have some some spice to catch up on this time next week. But uh, Zavierce is in trouble. Uh, they're in a bit of a free fall from their nice spot. They got smoked by Zaxa today in Champions League. They go five with Bielsko Biawa, who's the worst team in the league. I wouldn't be that surprised if Nissa grabbed a couple points from them this weekend. Yeah, I know for sure. And then to round out on Sunday, Biosko Biala is going to be taking on Katowice. So maybe we're going to see if Dosanj can work a little bit of that of that magic uh, going on uh, as well. 
It's because they're they're what only they're only a few points behind them in the standings. Well, a few points, kind of <laughs> kind of looking like seventeen, but still, uh, that's a lot of points. <laughs> they're they're, clo- they're they're in close proximity in in the uh, in the the standings. And Cadavice lost Thomas Rousseau. Biasco Biala picked up Dosange. You never know. Maybe Jay Haynes will drop thirty four this time. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen Rousseau suit up in Modena yet. I mean, that was kind kind of a weird move. All right, anything else yeah. about Poland? We've got a couple uh, actually kind of North American-centered things to, to get to before the end of the show. This is actually a there, there is, there a is one show. There is one thing that uh, I just added to the list there. Fenerbahce with a 3 nothing win over over yes. Rocket Bank this week. So uh, I, I definitely think that, that we need to vote that one because it's kind of for making up for our phantom match that we made up between <laughs> Fenerbahce and uh and Vakif Bank because no, that we would we never do thought. something like that we would and, never do and that actually you know what I you know what I think has happened is that um after Vakif Bank lost to Potsdam someone put up a graphic of saying that they lost to Fenerbahce instead instead oh. of instead of Potsdam so that's, that's possible what I think that, that's possible that's what, and because the person who shared it now that I remember was Kim Rabitai who's the the backup Canadian center, who's also the backup for Potsdam. And uh, so I think that it, it was just like, she was showing that like, Hey, you know what? It's so embarrassing that they lost to Potsdam that they had to make it look like Fenerbahce. But <laughs> I'm looking this, is, this, <laughs> this, this is even worse because Fenerbahce with a three donger on Vakif bank, uh, that third set did go to the distance 33, 31, but still, what is going on? And I mean, we do see this time and time again from Fenerbahce. They play the first half of the season without Melissa Vargas. Then Melissa Vargas comes in and she dropped 23 in this one. Nice. She was 20 for 38 uh, out there um, for Fenerbahce. And on the other side of the net, Hagonu, not looking good. She was, what was it, 14 for 30? Seven unforced errors. Seven errors. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, not great. Uh, but the Melissa Vargas point is the one that I was going to bring up. I mean, completely, completely, completely different team to add an opposite of that caliber midway through the season and uh, go twenty for thirty-eight like that. That that's going to help them win a lot of matches. I think they're Fenerbahce is still a threat in Champions League when when all of Turkish volleyball kind of resumes, hopefully. They're, they're still going to be a threat in Champions League with weapons like that. If Fedorov Seva can play well, uh, if they can figure out their setter position a little bit, uh, if Ada Eredem is healthy, like all, all those things, Fenerbahce is still scary. Melissa Vargas is amazing. I'm fascinated yeah. to see what they do with her potentially on the Turkish national team with her that was switching. My, that was going to be my question because she's being naturalized right now. Right. But you're just making things more complicated on the on the right side there uh for turkey because you still have karakut now you have vargas as well do you move one of them left side you you have a poland situation now with smarzek yes. and stiziak or you have a uh, malonza situation with stiziak and and uh why am i forgetting the american girl's name oh jordan thompson jo- jordan thompson yeah exactly um so that could be very interesting um we'll have to see what um, Santorelli does with that moving to moving to Turkey because if if he can figure it out and find a way to have both of those athletes on the court, to me, it, I think you have to put Vargas on the left side. You know, Karakut is 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 too much of a one dimensional player in, in my eyes to for her to be on the on the left side. I think what we've been hearing out of Turkish media is the opposite. I think the plan okay. is I think the plan is for Karakut to go to the left, and I, I'm fascinated to see how that goes because you're exactly right. It's exactly the Polish situation before Smarzek took last summer off, but with her on the right, Stisiak on the left is kind of what they did, and it didn't really look all that good. So uh, Santorelli's got an interesting uh, interesting project there. Uh, speaking of Turkish volleyball, another match that we should bring up, uh, obviously, before the earthquake on Friday, a scoreline that I may have never seen before. Zirat Bank beats Galatasaray 3-2, to 31-29 in the fifth. 31-29 in the fifth. Have Is it on the ever- men's side? Yeah, men's. men's. Okay. Have, you, have you ever heard of something like that? 31-29 in the fifth. No, not in the fifth. That is absolutely rid- ridiculous. That's insane. That is nuts. Uh, I might, I might just pull up the the stats on that one real quick because that is ridiculous. Yeah, thirty-one twenty-nine in the fifth. You are right. Who led this one? 
28 points for Thomas Edgar, um, 29 points for Sharifi, the young Iranian. And Dude, getting it done. Sharifi is a baller. I really liked He's just a, a, a cannonball, just rips every ball as hard as he can. I really like his game. Yeah, and then 29 points for Virtu Termats, 20 points for, for Martin Antanasov. Did Juan Torreira play? Uh, it did not look like Juan Torreira has been on the uh... – oh, yeah, no, he came – he did come in off the bench. He was 10 for 15. Coming in, coming in the third set for for Benny Twinstra. All right, um, old man Osmani. Yeah, old man Osmani was hit hit sixty seven percent with no errors and was blocked twice. So that's not bad at all. How about um, uh, Berhan Bulbul in the middle for Zirat Banka? Our friend Berkai is talking about him. Uh, he's good. I, I've liked him in Champions League the last couple of years. You know what? Zirat Bank? They, yeah, they're they're still alive. That's going to be an interesting team to watch without any foreigner limits or anything like that in in, in Champions League. Exactly. Um, so yeah, things things could get interesting for, for that team. If you have, I mean, it wouldn't really change much either between Osmani, uh, Watarena, Antanasov, or Benny Twinstra. You still got Wouter Termat on, on the right side, and then everyone else on, on that roster is pretty much all Turkish. But right. still, still, yeah, they they could it, maybe beat Berlin though, like maybe, and then they would maybe. just get. They would get stomped by Perugia, but maybe they could beat Berlin. Hey, you know what? I think for them, just a, a win. I think if you win, get a win in the Champions League playoffs, no matter at what stage, it, it's massive, especially for, for a Turkish club. You know, we we did see a point in kind of the mid-2000s or early, early, early to mid-2010s, sorry, where they were like Fenerbahce was spending money, you know, and they were bringing on guys like even Milkovic and, uh, and stuff, but... Yeah, we're not seeing that same type of quality right now, but I still think Turkey's best chance is still with Hulkbank on Ankara, especially with taking on Thomas Jaschke. For sure. That's well said. All right, uh, you want to shift our focus to North America a little bit? We've got two headlines, and the first is a Canadian-centric one. Everett, tell us about, what is it? What Norseka event is his heading up north of the border? What is this? The Norseka Championships, baby. Let's go. The Continental Norseka Championships is going to be happening at the end of August. going to be hosted in beautiful Quebec City. Honestly, I am absolutely stoked. First and foremost, Quebec City is one of my favorite cities in this country, right? It's beautiful. It's the oldest city in North America. It's over 400 years old. Um, Beautiful people, um, beautiful architecture and food, and the crowd show up. They had a full house, over 3,000 people for a regular season game taking on Sherbrooke this weekend. I've seen what they can do at national championships. Quebec City fans are passionate. Quebecois fans are, are passionate and they're loud. They're going to show up for, for this national team event. And I'm super stoked. It's going to be an awesome one, of course. I'm going to be there. Rob, you're going to come join me up I'm at the North Sea Kitchen. Try my very best. So this is the women's event. What's And then the men's is like a week late, a week or two later. It's supposed to be in the U.S., actually. We don't know yeah. where. What's what's the university called in Quebec City that's hosting this? Université de Laval. Um, for, for those who don't know, it is – it's kind of like the Alabama of of Canadian football. Right. If if you're looking in terms of, of university football, they put some money into to, to football in Quebec and they do it right. But Laval has a beautiful gym. Um, as we said, three thousand plus people. If you're watching this uh, from I've already I've already had uh, uh, one of our friends in the discord message me that he's going to be coming up from Montreal. So Sweet. make the trip if you guys want to watch some fantastic women's volleyball. And this you know what is so awesome about this event is that it's only a few weeks away before the um the olympic qualifiers so it's a great tune-up event so you know that canada is going to be sending their top team dominican is going to be sending their top team and i bet team usa is going to be there in full force as well so if you want to see some great women's volleyball it's going to be a great weather it's right at the end end of the uh end of the year it can end on on labor day long weekend come on up come visit the beautiful historic uh um quebec city and, and come hang out with us it's going to be a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, that, that tournament wraps up two weeks before Women's Olympic qualifiers. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if, if they sent the A-teams. And kind of the same thing for the men's. Like the men's is, what, a, a week later in both cases? Uh, yeah. Huh, yeah, we, we could see the, the most stacked, like high-octane Norseka events in a long time. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I do remember that the last time we saw like a fully high-octane Norseka side event on the men's side was like 2018 in Colorado Springs. So 
I would almost hazard oh, to guess. I remember you know? that one. Yeah, those yeah. were the eight teams. That might have been seventeen, but yeah, I, I remember that tournament. There, yeah, there was good. Oh golf yeah, because they they do it on the off year, so it would have it would have been seventeen. You're right. Um, but yeah, like I I think that that one's going to be a good one. If you're a Canadian fan, make sure you head down that one. If you're an American fan too, Quebec City is beautiful, and there's a lot to see and a lot to do up there. May, Rob, we might have to take you whale watching when we go. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Down the Fleuve Saint-Laurent, maybe take you to the Chute Montmorency, which is a beautiful uh, waterfall just north of the city, and uh, take you to some of the epic clubs in that city too. It is fantastic nightlife in in Quebec City. I, I'm ready. I'm ready to be uh, surrounded yeah. by, uh, as the proper French people would call it, some bastardization of the French language. Is <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm yes. not gonna, my French is not very good. Yeah. Well, luckily, luckily you'll, you'll be with me. Um, so I we I can order your food for you. But um, before that, there was some more recent uh, North American news with the VLA Cup going down in San Diego this weekend. If you didn't check out uh, the live stream, I'm going to tell you right now, you're missing out because there's no better time when Rob Sinclair is in his prime when he just gets to talk all day long uh, about volleyball. And that's exactly what he did uh, on that VLA all day stream. I got to check it out both Saturday and Sunday. And I have to say, Rob, it worked out well. You, you guys get a few people in there. You get a few graphics going. You guys, you guys, you guys are kind of onto something. I loved the flow on Sunday morning when you had all of the quarterfinals going on at the same time, and a bunch of them going to five sets, and you're jumping back and forth between uh, a few of a, a few of them. The Bay Area Dimes libero jersey was absolutely mint with the flowers yeah, on it, um, but some fantastic, fantastic uh, ball going down at the in the VLA this weekend. Well, thank you. Thank you for watching. Uh, yeah, the broadcast, I thought was a huge success. We got some some really nice scoreboard overlays that worked great. The camera quality was phenomenal, like uh, 1080p 60fps, the way the game deserves to be broadcast. And yeah, that, the, that Sunday morning situation was cool. We had four courts going at this West Division Cup tournament in San Diego, uh, all four quarterfinals at the same time, uh, two three ones, two three twos. So they were all really good games. And I was trying my best to push the pace, like to see what I could get away with as far as how fast in between courts I could switch before people got like got lost or confused. And it was pretty cool, especially because like the set times all kind of sync synced up as all four games were getting close to the end of sets at about the same time. So that was pretty electric. I had a good time with that broadcast, so we're definitely planning on doing that for every VLA Cup Series tournament this year. Uh, so next one is Chicago in about a month, then there's one in New York, and then there's the huge one um, in Chicago again in May. Uh, but the VLA is not done, which is the beautiful part. Well, got to talk about the finals, too. Uh, the SoCal Rising yeah, Tide, they, they win the tournament. Uh, finally, we get a Tier 1 team on the board winning one of these tournaments. Uh, really good broadcast in the finals as well. That match it was a 3-0, but it was really, really good. Uh, so shout outs to the rising tide. They were awesome. They kind of figured out the, the depth that it requires to win a tournament when you're playing five or six matches like that. And, uh, their level was very, very high all the way through the end of that one. So yeah, shout outs to them. And we're, we're jumping right back in with the VLA coast to coast. I'm flying to Connecticut on Friday. Uh, the East division kicks off a uh, match Friday night, then three on Saturday, two on Sunday. So that'll be great too. Ooh, Friday night match prime time. Let's go. Oh boys. yeah. 8 PM Eastern. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's fun. God, gotta love some Friday night ball that, that, that you, you gotta love to see it. But yeah, honestly, like I, I mean, of course it's me and you're not going to be able to be, lose me that fast by switching between uh, courts, but I loved it. It, it. it kept it going. Were you kind of like centered, like in a, in a central position where you could keep your eye on, on all of them type of type of deal. I was sitting right in front of the second court. So I was okay. like, there was one court to my left, one in front of me, and then two on my right. So, like, looking to the far court on my right was really, really difficult. But I had a monitor that I could look at. So it was kind of like I was commentating the Italian league where it's remote, but it was only, like, I don't know, 50 yards on the other side of the gym. Uh, so, yeah, I could see most of everything, but I had a little monitor to rely on and then just a, a nice little stream deck to switch between the four cameras based on what the scores were. It was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. 
Beauty. Yeah, it looked great. It sounded great. It, it was a good time. Uh, at a certain point, I didn't I didn't make it past the quarterfinals, to be honest. I was nursing a bit of a hangover. Um, <laughs> so I was in nap time by the time the semifinals and uh, and finals came around. But yeah, it was a good time. Guys, if you missed it, make sure to check it out. We share, we share it every week over on the Volleyball Source uh, website at volleyballsource.ca. So make sure to, to go check that one out. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Is it yeah. not? I think it is. Yeah, more VLA ball this weekend. Uh, there's uh, Champions League tomorrow. Uh, catch me on the call for Tours versus Friedrichshof, and that'll be good. Women's Champions League tomorrow. Almost all the Week 6 games, then the normal weekend of European volleyball and VLA going on. So uh, no yeah, slowing absolutely. down. Yeah, I'll be recording another episode of the Volleyball Source podcast on Thursday. It'll be a bit of a, a Canadian and Ontario specific one. I'm actually going to be talking to one of my former coaches uh, who coached me a little bit in club and coached me a little bit in college. Uh, and we're going to be talking a little bit about development and, uh, you know, some of the things that are happening up here in Toronto or Ontario, the good and the bad probably mostly the bad um <laughs> and he might tell a few uh, embarrassing stories about me too so that should be pretty fun wonderful uh, i'm looking forward to that all, all right, right guys. same time same place next tuesday right mr everett yeah absolutely make sure to check us out uh next tuesday uh at 7 30 p.m eastern time uh and of course make sure to head over to that volleyball.store to pick up all your merch to support us uh and then of course just to wrap things up the way we started it uh our hearts do go out to all of our friends uh our brothers and sisters uh everyone who has been in turkey who hasn't been uh, affected by these terrible earthquakes um if you are looking to donate and and support in any way you can from abroad please come join us in the discord and there's plenty of links over in the uh, turkey uh, section of the server uh, uh where you can help it's well said thanks for watching everyone we'll see you next tuesday thanks guys